0: It's the Real Roots Radio podcast, on-demand content highlighting the best information and entertainment from the Real Roots Radio team. Here's to Your Health provides valuable information from Dr. Kevin Sherritt for the betterment of our personal and community health. Brought to you by the Rural Health Clinics of Green Memorial Hospital. Here's Roy Hatfield. It's time once again for Here's to Your Health, a joint production of Real Roots Radio and the Rural Health Clinics of Green Memorial Hospital of Green County, as we welcome in this morning Dr. Kevin Sherritt, uh, who's always kind enough to join us. Uh, I know he's a very busy man these days. Doc, first of all, thanks so much. We appreciate it, and I uh, hope you're well today.
1: Hey, Roy, I've never been better. Thanks for having me.
0: Well, I imagine you have probably got a lot of reaction. Uh, You have been one of the uh, few folks featured in the uh, PSAs uh, being distributed by the uh, state of Ohio about uh, the importance of wearing a mask, especially when you are uh, out in public.
1: Absolutely. You know, Roy, in my career, in my lifetime, I really have not seen anything as polarizing as the issue about masks. And as you can, you are correct. I, you know, we've gotten a lot of feedback on that public service announcement, and the, the vast majority of it has been positive. But certainly, there's been a significant amount of negative pushback and negative response. And um, uh, I understand that because uh, there is uh, a lot of uh, you know some confusion and. Uh, strong feelings when it comes to the mask.
0: Well, Doc, if we could expand on that, I'm curious uh, what has been the number one complaint or negative thing that you have that I've heard from people about about that PSA.
1: Well, uh, the first thing that you know that we've been hearing back is you know the assault on personal freedom, and you know the discussion of that uh, violating someone's uh, personal rights by you know asking them. You know to wear a mask and so i think that would that would be the number one complainer concern i guess the other uh close second to that would be you know the potential negative health aspects of wearing a mask well let's
0: expand on that a little bit because you know Facebook is where every expert in the world and ever every epidemiologist resides, of course. And uh, one of the things that you see on Facebook is that it is dangerous to continue to rebreathe your own carbon dioxide when wearing a mask. What is the truth on that?
1: Well, you know, there are individuals out there that are CO2 retainers. That's the term we use in medicine. But basically, if you have significant lung disease and specifically... Uh, COPD, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, that you are limited anyway, and you're having problems. And most of these people would be on oxygen to begin with. There can be some slight increase in your CO2 levels uh, by wearing a mask. However, um, for the vast majority of people that do not have that underlying lung disease, the uh, slight increase of any kind of CO2 would be inconsequential and minimal. Uh, and would not have any kind of uh, significant uh, short-term or long-term effects in terms of wearing a mask. I mean, I have colleagues that are anesthesiologists, surgeons, um, operating room nurses, and and various other people in the healthcare field that have been wearing masks, you know, their entire professional careers from morning until their shifts over, you know, whatever time, eight, 10, 12 hour shifts oftentimes. And so, you know, there are exceptions to every rule. And there are some individuals that a mask could be detrimental uh, respiratory-wise, but for the vast, vast majority of people, the mask does not uh, pose any kind of increased risk in terms of your pulmonary status or your CO2 levels. The other question that comes up that um, I've been asked about is, well, what if you you know you're rebreathing all of the germs that you're breathing? Well, A simple answer to that is, is that you can't reinfect yourself, okay? If you're already infected, if you already have sinusitis, you're not going to make any worse by wearing a mask. If you already have, you know, some sort of either bacterial or viral infection, it's, it's impossible to reinfect yourself once you're already infected.
0: And what I've seen in a lot of the PSAs is kind of the slogan, so to speak, is I wear the mask for you. You wear the mask for me. We're protecting each other that way. So you're not protecting yourself so much by wearing a mask, but you are protecting others.
1: You, you are absolutely correct And that the vast benefit of wearing a mask is for the, you know, your fellow man around you. There is some benefit. It does protect you know uh, the individual wearing the mask does get some degree of protection from droplets and depending if you're wearing an n95 respirator mask you have a high degree of protection from inhaled uh, infectious agents and other agents uh, toxic agents but uh, for the most part you're wearing the mask to uh, protect those around you more so than protect yourself
0: Okay, so Dr. Kevin Sherritt joining us on Real Roots Radio in these strange times in which we live, uh, live talking about the uh, coronavirus and, and things of that nature. Uh, Doc, I'm curious, has the governor consulted with you at all? I, I know that uh, in his press conference yesterday, he, he'd hoped to outline some of the things when it comes to, to children going back to school on Thursday. Has he uh, talked with you at all about uh, maybe uh, what you think uh, uh, should be some of the high points, should be some of the focal points with trying to get kids back into the school? buildings?
1: You know, I have not talked to the governor about that specific issue. Uh, The governor does reach out to health care professionals throughout the state at, you know, at at all different levels. And that's one area I've been impressed with him on that he's not only talked to the people in the ivory towers, but he reaches out and talks to the people in the trenches, so to speak, the health care providers that are seeing patients each and every day. So I know that he has reached out to uh, multiple individuals uh, about uh, various issues health related and including the uh, uh, situation coming up with the school you know the situation with the school is is really really tricky and it's what we said all along you know the genie's out of the bottle as far as this virus is concerned it's out there it's spreading it's going to continue to spread the goal is is to uh, regulate it and control it the very best we can and I use the analogy that uh, there's a big difference between a controlled burn and a wildfire. You may ultimately, at the end of the day, have the same result, but there's a whole lot less collateral damage and loss of property and life with a controlled fire than there is a wildfire. And so, at this point in time, you know, all of our health officials are just trying to do everything they can to try to make this a controlled burn instead of an out of a, you know, an out of control wildfire.
0: Which I think is a very big concern, especially around the Houston area in Texas in general, Florida, California, Arizona. Uh, you know, you hear, you know, things worried about things getting past their control. Not that they have a whole lot of control to begin with, but, you know, this thing can get to the point where there's really not much you can do.
1: Yeah. And, you know, there is something new that we haven't talked about. You know, we've talked about testing every week and, and how that's developing and evolving. And, each week, I, I you know say that it's easier to get the test and the results are quicker, and, and that's still the case. There's a new parameter that we're looking at, a relatively new parameter, and that's the rate of positive infection. And so that's something that the listeners should kind of pay attention to and be aware of. We're going to see the numbers continue to go up. There's no question they're going to rise. They're going to continue to rise, and as more people are being tested, there's going to be more positive tests. But it's that percentage of positive tests that right now we're studying the closest, and so. If that number is less than ten percent, the feeling is is that you're in a you know, kind of in a controlled situation. If that number is higher than ten percent, then the feeling is is it's an out of control situation, that the virus is is really spreading very, very rapidly and is being very aggressive and it's spread. So you can kinda of look at the parts of the country that where it's at and they're even, you know, honing it down to individual zip codes of areas that are quote unquote hot spots that We need to pay special attention to for the most part and i haven't seen the numbers from today of course but for the most part we've been hovering right around that five percent you know somewhere between four and six percent that's felt to be very good there's parts of the country that are you know well above ten percent you know places like florida texas arizona california uh that uh certainly those numbers that positive infection rate is much much higher and that's very concerning in those areas
0: Dr. Kevin Sherratt of the Rural Health Clinics of Green Memorial Hospital in Green County joining us on Real Roots Radio. Here's to your health. Uh, Now, Doc, a few weeks ago, we talked about antibody tests. Uh, At that time, you know, they were kind of uh, unreliable. I don't want to say unreliable, but not as reliable as we would like. Uh, You know, it was about a 50-50 shot of that thing being uh, reliable or not. Uh, Mm -hmm. Have you seen any improvements in that? Are you still telling people to hold off if they want to get an antibody test?
1: Yeah, you know, I'm telling people if there's a compelling reason to get an antibody test, go ahead and get one. By the same token, uh, if you do get one and it is, uh, if it's positive, then it's positive. You can, you know, kind of be um, uh, uh, relied on that reading. But if it's negative, there's, there's just so many variables involved in terms of timing, in terms of your immune system forming antibodies. So negatives aren't always necessarily negatives. Just, you know, on a personal note, the patients that I've had so far that have had the antibodies test, the vast majority of them have been negative. They've returned negative, and uh, that may or may not be the case. I, I still think it's better to wait uh, to have it have the uh, test done. For one thing, it gives you a little more time to form antibodies. The other thing is is that they're still working on all of this testing to try to improve it, and they will improve it as time goes. But, again, if you have a compelling reason that you need to know, and certainly, go ahead and get the test done. If not, I would still give it a little more time.
0: Right, uh, Doc. Uh, before we go, you know, kind of trying to read the tea leaves here. Uh, you talked about the controlled burn versus the wildfire. You know, and looking at this, it would seem like the level in, of infection is such that we're almost to the point that we have to have therapeutics start hitting. Uh, we, I know, we have to have a vaccine to be able to really put a big dent in this thing. Uh, with the way that that this has kind of got out of control, especially in those states that we. Mentioned, and then you worry about the fall with the flu going around as well as the coronavirus. Has there been any news about the possibility of uh, maybe a therapeutic, uh, therapeutic, um, maybe coming to market uh, before too long, or maybe just some progress?
1: I think there's there's definitely progress in terms of, as we talked about, I think last week that the real uh, detrimental effects of this virus are not the the direct effects per se that that the virus inflicts as much as it is the collateral damage from our immune systems. And so uh, with all the therapeutic agents that I'm aware of right now, and certainly there's uh, agents in progress that I'm not aware of, but the ones that I'm aware of have really focused on uh, subduing our immune system and limiting that collateral damage and and the uh, uh, injury that occurs from an immune system that just uh, responds many times out of control uh, to this virus. So We're still hearing, you know, a lot of good talk about the dexamethasone, and that's going to lead to research into other steroids. Of course, the hydroxychloroquine was the initial immunosuppressant that was talked about. And so I think that that there definitely will be ongoing work uh, with the therapeutics, and um, they will become more and more important. And we are seeing more hospitalizations right now. We've got a little uptick on patients on ventilators, but the success stories, the success rate certainly is is going up, so that means the treatment is getting better. Now, ultimately, there's only two ways out of this mess, and that's either herd immunity uh, and or vaccines. And so, um, that's going to be the ultimate solution. And in the meantime, we just need to control the the mess that we're in the best we can.
0: Doctor Kevin Sherritt, kind enough to join us every mon- uh every Tuesday, I should say, at nine thirty for Here's to Your Health. Doc, always appreciate our conversation, and uh, we'll talk again uh, next Tuesday. Thanks, Rory. Have a great week. Thank you. Whether you're driving a truck or riding the rails, we're your destination for all things country. Real Roots Radio.